Welcome to this episode of Four Ears. We're back. We're back. I'm Armin Hammer. That's Chase Long. What up? And, uh, well, we we had promised you guys one thing. We had said, you know what? You're getting sick and tired of all the hip-hop. We're getting sick and tired of all the hip-hop. But, but then <laughs> I was over. I was overseas with my DJ Esco, and everything that we recorded up until this point was on one hard drive. And when I got locked up in prison, it got got confiscated on that one hard drive. So I went back and did Beast Mode Two. What? It's a, fu- it's a future reference. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, future did like, all. It's all a of his like the future of music. Or? No, no, Future the rapper. And singer, R&B, whatever you want to call him, the mixtape monster. Um, back when he did uh, 56, ni- 56 Nights, Beast Mode, um, Monster. He's just on this run of mixtapes and he kept promising people more mixtapes and then he got locked up um, for having what? weed on him, I think. Tell me, tell me what what's the point of releasing a bunch of mixtapes and how different is it from releasing <coughs> an album? Because well, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck the difference is. Well, there's people that do it and and make garbage, a la um, Lil Pump, um, this Takashi guy, um, what the fuck ever. All those like littles that exist that I don't have time to listen to all of them. There's people that do it that way that are on SoundCloud and they just release them because they don't have a label deal yet. So they um, just release like songs every time they do a song they just release it well they they sometimes they'll release it but sometimes they just hold it all back and then they're like oh i have all these songs they kind of have the same theme same producer i'll put them out um and that's fine but then there's people like drake that do it on their label and they're like this isn't an album it's a mixtape and it's mostly like i got i'm contractually obligated to do so many albums or mixtapes but this I know isn't well crafted enough to be called an album. So here's more life. Like 19 here. songs. <laughs> oh shit. Um, here's a bunch of B sides. But then there's people like Lil Wayne and Future that do it because they figured out what the pulse of the hip hop rap scene was at that moment. And they're just going to motherfuck it. Yeah. I remember. So my only real experience with mixtapes is I probably listened to Lil Wayne's The Drought 3 40 times. It's in, it's incredible. It's it's better than most rap albums. Yeah, everything from uh like 07 to 09 Lil Wayne up up until like the Carter 4 was supposed to drop was just unreal. Yeah. Nobody was like putting out that type of It's like two year production. run two year run as as the greatest. And you know what's funny is what both both those runs have in common is the habitual abuse of the drink lean. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so future and Lil Wayne, both of them just Lil Wayne, 100% was drinking lean, smoking and probably doing a bunch of other drugs. Abusing lean, I think is really what you're, I think future, because I've heard interviews with him, and I think that guy just knows the persona that, that moves moves records and moves mixtapes and he doesn't do all that stuff i feel like future definitely takes takes care of himself because he doesn't want to end up dying really 100 percent. i think he's just smarter than everybody else you know who seems really smart to me that's that is that is that's a good point uh i was gonna say young thug yeah young thug seems like a low-key genius like legit just kind of running shit young thug is um Man, he should. Have, he'll definitely have to have his own episode at one point on this. Um, but he makes music and songs in a way that nobody else in the rap community right now does it. And it's really interesting to listen to John Caramonica uh, from New York Times talk about how how his experiences with Thun- Young Thug have gone in the past. Because he's gone out to do like cover stories or whatever, whatever the fuck with him, and he's just like, it's uh. It's basically I got into a car and rode around with him and we only listened to Young Thug, but only Young Thug songs I haven't ever heard and that we'll probably never hear. He just has CDs filled with them or or MP3 players filled with them. Um, And then we go to the booth and he has a beat, but he doesn't have any lyrics and he just goes in there one line at a time. Whoa. Making noises and sounds and laying down a couple bars and then mismatches them all together to make something. 
Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was just, it's just kind of a strange workflow that I don't know if anybody else does. But the, because he does it that way, he's able to churn out so much more work. Interesting. Good for him. But we're not here to talk about Young Thug. No, that was or a long. Fuch, that was a Fuch. Or That's Little great. Wayne. How do you spell Fuch? F e w t c h. Really? Fuch. Does yeah. he? Does he have like? He's like a, his official Fuch spelling. I mean, I guess that's the official. Uh, That's fucking awesome. I don't know if he references himself as Fuge, but he probably does. He always calls himself Pluto. All right, now I'm just confused. We're not going to be talking about Future or Young Thug or Lil Wayne today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Travis Scott and his new album, Astro World, which Astroworld. I feel Astro. like. You had told me, is it, is this one of those like albums that, you know, he's spent the past like 30 years working on and is like you know, announced it in 1983. Is that what this album is? Cause I feel like the way you told me about this album was like the first time you told me about it, you're like, well, maybe one day Travis Scott will actually finally release Astro World. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is one of those cases. I don't know if it's been 300 years or 30 years. But it's definitely been a considerable amount of time whenever he lasts, like whenever he first teased Astro World, he's just like, it's coming, trust me. And then like fast forward two years later, we have it. Two years is 30 <coughs> years in, in hip hop, though, because like, you know, you mentioned Drake. Drake's releasing 20 tracks every eight months. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Just got he got he got hits for days. Uh, yeah. So let, let's see. Let's see. Whenever when I. I think he may have announced Astro World or first teased it, and it would have been shortly after his last release, which was uh, Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight, which I'd, I'm going to assume you have no... Oh, I, I'm just the hugest fan of Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. McKnight. So anyways... <laughs> Um, that was his last last release. Um, I actually have the lo- the uh, cover album cover art tattooed on my right butt cheek. It'd be dope. It'd be like dope tattoo art, to be honest. Um, which I th- I thought personally was a really good album. Um, not not as solid as his first first album that he put out there, Rodeo, but it was definitely pretty cool and like an extension of that sound. And I felt like I could still see, um, you know, basically what. Travis Scott's all about what what he uh, aspires to be like there's all the pieces and mechanisms and gimmicks and uh, signature sounds present on both those albums Um, but I feel like it was shortly after birds in the birds in the trap sing McKnight that he announced Astro World or was like hey I got another album coming and it was one of those things where it's like this time next year or like give me three more months that type of shit wherever like they just grossly you know, mis, mis, un, misunderstand how long it's going to take them to get through the whole process of making an album. They're like, sure, we just did this one. This one would be no problem. Um, Interesting. So th- this whole thing is like a kind of like a love song to uh, to his city that he's from. He's from Houston originally, the, the 713. Uh, and there used to be a Six Flags called Six Flags Astroworld that was in Houston. But it got, uh, what's the word? Whenever something gets like taken down, like they closed it and then they um, destroyed it. Destroyed it. Demolition. Demolitioned it. Uh, no, there's another. There's another word. Whenever something just gets like, whatever. Anyways, whenever it's like ran down and they're just like, we got to get rid of this because it's like a safety hazard. Condemned. Con- yeah, I guess condemned. But it got it got closed down basically. Okay. I think 2009 maybe. Anyways, so he makes this album, Astro World, and like the whole vibe of it, um, knowing that going in, kind of has like from beginning to end, or at least until the last four or five songs, feels like a trip through a fucking amusement park, like a grown up amusement park, but it's like a horror amusement park where like there's skeletons <laughs> and like living dead people. That's great. That's strange because I kind of, ha- I had the idea that Astroworld was a theme park mm-hmm. and I kind of had the, the idea that he's like singing about something that he had like a tie to as a child or something. Yeah. Had no, I had no reading of the album as like a trip through a horror theme park. So 
and and he, so <laughs> here's the other thing about Travis Scott, and I feel like um, gets missed a lot in other like critical reviews and other people talking about it is the reason that someone listens to Travis Scott or enjoys Travis Scott isn't because of his lyrical content. He's not a lyricist in the slightest. And it's not because you feel like you can connect with him on an emotional level or like understand his past because that's not what he gives in any song. The whole thing that Travis Scott is trying to do is create something for you to listen to while you like drink entirely too much alcohol, do too many drugs and break shit. His whole thing is like his whole alter ego is La Flame, which is just like I'm fire. <laughs> and I'm I'm the the best definition of Travis Scott is I, I believe it was right after Rodeo came out, or maybe it was after Birds and the Trap Sing Night come out, but he was at Lollapalooza and they had the uh he was on stage performing and they told him repetitively, um, the security team told him like over and over, like, hey, don't have people rush the stage. Like that works at your personal shows. That works at your, on your tour. Like we get it. That's your whole thing. But you can't do that at this festival. It's just too many people. Someone's going to get hurt and maimed and whatever. It's going to be like a lawsuit on your, on your head. We'll throw you out if you try to incite this. And the motherfucker goes up there and like, <laughs> like 10, 15 minutes into a set, he's like, I need everybody to rush the stage. <laughs> and like they do it and they like break the rails and like he ends up getting thrown out of the festival. Jesus. Um, so that's like the best definition. Like Travis Scott is like, I'm here to like, it's like he was just super influenced by, by the punk scene. He's a hellraiser. Yeah. He's a fucking hooligan. Es- essentially. That's awesome. Um, he's a punk. He's a punk. But that's the great. Other cool thing. And like, I guess great punk artist before him is that, He's uh, from a genre, which is where punk was like born out of rock and roll and born out of this, um, that, that type of rebel sound. But he's like, he's like that for rap where he was born out of the rap and hip hop scene, but he's also an innovator. So, I mean, you can like go back to the mixtape days before rodeo, which was like one of his first biggest projects. And it's a rap album. It's a rap mixtape. And he has the 1975 on there, which is like a girly pop band. And you're just like, what? And then you listen to it and you're like, oh, this fucking works. This this is a banger. Um, so he's just like, he's able to, it, it's weird because if you listen to the dude talk or you see in interviews with him or you listen to his lyrics, you're like, this guy's an idiot. Like he just doesn't <laughs> know like who's doing this for him. But apparently... He's maybe like an idiot savant and his like special ability is like, I know what sounds good and I know how to mix things that don't go together and put them together and make them sound cohesive and make them work. That's interesting. You should say that because I've listened to this album now twice and the first time I listened to it, I was doing a bunch of yard work and I just put music to yard work too. That's right. Music to yard work too. And I just put it on, on Spotify, put my buds in and hit the yard. And I swear I experienced uh, like 35 different songs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like this is, this is interesting. Just like a bunch of, I, I didn't look at any of, the, I didn't look at any of the names of the songs and look, I was just like, oh, this is interesting. It's just a bunch of like two and a half minute songs back to yeah. back to back. It's, it, that's pretty cool. Like it keeps the pace going. And then um, at one point I like opened up my, I, I like felt like something was different. I was like, this isn't, this doesn't sound the same. And I looked at my, my phone and the Spotify had like just kept playing other songs. So like I'd listened to like two or three songs that weren't, you know, on Astroworld. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll listen to it again. And I'll sit down. Last night I sat down, listened to it one more time, looking at the track songs, the, uh, the track titles. And every time I thought I was listening to a new song, I was like, oh, I wonder what this song is called. And it's like, oh, fuck, this is actually still the same song that we're yeah. listening to. He just crammed three songs into one title and made it five minutes long. Yeah, very much so. And he doesn't even um, there's no I feel like a lot of people who try to do that, like either hesitate or, or become repetitive, like the Kanye thing where you know that the last 40 seconds of most of his songs are going to sound completely different than the first, you know, two and a half minutes because he just kind of likes to prove to you that he can throw you a curveball and it still works. Yeah. It feels like Travis Scott is like kind of using that same vibe, but the curveballs he throws 
are completely out of left field. Like he'll take he'll take almost nothing that that matches the first half of the song and the second half of the song will be like just one like a variation of one small part of the first part. It's a very it's a very strange like I think the first out the first track is exactly a great point of this. It just yeah. feels like it's a different song halfway through and you're like, "Oh fuck, there's still 2 minutes left to this this track." Yeah. And uh just I mean Again, I know nothing about Travis Scott or his career, but my understanding was at one point at least he was on good music. Is he still mm. on good music? No, no. He was he was never on good music. He was present. I don't know if he was present for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I think at that point he was still like a kid in Houston that was like, I love Kanye West and Kid Cudi. I'd love to meet those guys someday. Um but I know he was around for the recording of Jesus. Like he was like living at Rick Rubin's, like in one of the like interesting trailers that are on Rick Rubin's property, Shangri-La or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he was present and got to see like how Kanye puts together songs and how he structures shit and how he uses features, right? Um. Firsthand, and maybe everybody there was just like, yeah, that's, uh, this guy keeps calling himself the Flame and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he can actually read, but he just likes to <laughs> sit around and stare at us. So really th- big fan. What what um, before we get into the actual tracks on this, I just want to know, is there are there any super popular songs? Because I could swear sometimes I was listening to him and I was like, I swear I've heard this guy's voice before, but I cannot oh, oh, name a like single Travis, Travis Scott, Scott um, like feature or song. I just don't know. Yeah. So he he has a lot of popular songs, but I want to use my phone as reference because what's popular to me might not be uh popular to uh apple music or or spotify um momento yeah i just i i'm having a hard time figuring out uh where if anywhere so i've heard goosebumps his. is where you probably heard him the most because you like kendrick right okay yep yeah so that's right. goosebumps is from birds in the, in the trap sing mcknight um He's got a song called Watch, which is from this year. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert and Kanye are on it. Um, so he has a Kanye West feature. He did... Uh, bump, bump, bump. Let's see. I, I just feel like you wouldn't uh, know any of the songs. So I probably haven't, the, I probably haven't heard a lot of the songs, is what you're saying. There's a song called Pick Up the Phone with Young Thug. It was like played everywhere forever after that album came out um and then there's a song called antidote which was super huge that was like um i don't know if you see it you can play it but everybody knows that one okay so there's just he has a bunch of songs that i would i probably would have heard at some point yeah i feel like they probably would have came up while you're like on spotify's shuffle feature of like top top hip-hop hits of this I, decade. How dare you? I listened to Rap Caviar, and oh. that, is a, that is a very good playlist. Then he's definitely been on there. <laughs> All right, so we might as well just jump right into the album. I am assuming that, like me, you want to start with the first track. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so here's the first track of Travis Scott's Astroworld. It's called Stargazing. Just to prove my point, by the way, here's here's that same song, three minutes in. So literally the back half of that song and the front so half of that song are completely different. And yet it works really well together. And it still gets me. So whenever the first part ends, I'm like, oh, this is Carousel. Carousel starting. <laughs> and then I don't hear the like the Beastie Boys uh, sample. So I don't 
I'm like, oh, wait, fuck. It's that second part of the first song. Um, It's so much faster. Like, Stargazing is, like, laid back, super slow, and then it's just super high speed the last the last part of it yeah it's it's real it's really interesting i mean um i i was when i was listening to it in the yard i was like oh like first two tracks already dig it really <laughs> sick and then when i went back to try and find it like i said i was like what the fuck just happened like how did he do this why did this he is a he needed song in there. this is a 25 track album that he's presenting in 17 tracks like what the fuck just what ha- like did he did he m- make a mistake did he like yeah. accidentally just not cut them where he needed to cut them or something like what the fuck but uh it's a pretty it's a great it's a really good way to start this album i thought i thought this song was really good especially as someone who is not like a huge travis scott fan or really know anything about him i'm like all right let's give this a shot and he actually kicks off with the exact type of hip-hop that i like to listen to which is kind of like you know uh it's kind of cinematic it kind of has a an environmental like this kind of strange like uh um this like feeling where it kind of envelops you and just like invites you in to feel it like you're not just listening to it you're just kind of like living inside of it in a strange way yeah it's like super atmospheric uh atmospheric that's what that's yeah yeah, not environmental (laughs) (laughs) it's atmospheric Uh, i mean it's the same i guess that's the same thing as long as you don't say elemental it's elemental (laughs) uh yeah so it it has a very atmospheric vibe to it I, i i dig it a lot yeah stargazing for sure um Funny enough, like Stargazing didn't um, grab me like right off the bat. So that was kind of like a, with the exception of Butterfly Effect. Butterfly Effect's considered the first single, but Stargazing got pushed out with a teaser for the album like two weeks before it came out. And it had like a little music video portion. And he was like walking through or floating through um, a, like abandoned um, uh, amusement park. And it has that song playing. And he's like floating and shit. And, like, I don't know if it was the visuals or the song itself, but I was like, hmm, sounds like he has a brick here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool, I can't wait to look, put my best four ears helmet on and plow through this album for the culture because it's going to be miserable. Uh, thankfully, when it came out and I heard it separated from those visuals, I was like, all right, this this is actually a good song. And, oh, we're already on song number two. And it wasn't song number two. Just throwing that curveball. Yeah, but, I personally prefer the second half of this song. Uh, okay, fair enough. I thought the first. I I like the first half more, but I think that <laughs> just speaks to who we are as individuals. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say though that I think this album has a fucking great first half. Uh, yeah, for sure. Basically, the first shit nine or ten tracks, minus maybe one of those, is uh really really strong like just just every single one of these tracks are really strong i think maybe even like the first five tracks or six tracks straight through yeah kills it so where do you want to jump to next because i feel like there's a lot we can we can jump into there's a bunch of different songs that that show off like like sicko mode is i mean you can't we can't not talk about sicko mode but i also don't want to not talk about carousel all right so let's talk about the next track carousel What's the cracking? You already know who it is. Your boy, Big Tuck, Freight Train Tuck, Astro World is Nancessing. You understand? I'm the dean of this here. I got this. did you just say i need a therapist to ask if i'm asian maybe i don't know i have to look up the lyrics he might he may have actually said that 
I don't know. I can't understand the word there. I usually so, don't understand any rap. <laughs> <more, so. laughs> just I just listen to the sounds. Uh, speaking of atmospheric, like I don't know if this is the same atmospheric sound, but it has a really really cool effect if you have headphones in or if you're in your car. That it's it's called carousel, and then that the oh oh from the Beastie Boys cut like just completely surrounds you and feels like it's spinning around just the way the way that it's mixed. Uh, that's super sick. But the more like the most important thing from this is Travis Scott's use of Frank Ocean. Like we haven't seen Frank Ocean on on a on a song for a minute. Um, and like I would say we haven't seen Frank Ocean uh, used very well since maybe he put out like uh, Chanel or Biking, which were releases from from Ocean himself. Um, so it was really cool to see him just randomly show up on this track and then just get like the best of like the things that Frank Ocean does best. That's what you're seeing on this record, which is super sick. And you have you, you're like looking no at idea. me blankly. You're I've, like, what's a Frank Ocean? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so Frank Ocean's like the guy that's singing the the chorus or the hook or whatever, and it has like that super high falsetto. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Sick. Yeah, just in like the past year, I'm trying to think of the songs that he's been on. He's been on some like ASAP Mob stuff, and all of it was just kind of like meh. And then he was on, uh, oh shit, he was on on ASAP ASAP Rocky's album. And I didn't like any of the features on that. They're like not even notable. And then I think maybe he was on the Carters. I hope he wasn't on the Carters. I hope he wasn't on that fucking trash album. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I Anyways, don't doesn't matter. All of that is a race because his feature on Carousel is fucking fire. Well, there you go. That's if, where I stand. If there's any reason to listen to Carousel, it's probably because of Frank Ocean's feature. I thought. I thought it was a good song. I mean, for me, it's fine. I like the reverb that the Carousel effect on the the uh production is pretty cool yeah but um i don't know man i mean it's a it's a good song it's just it's not my favorite it's song not, on the it's album. not one of your favorite cuts no. but it's not it's not a favorite cut for me but i like it so much because it's the gateway it's the gateway to sicko mode like that transition so if you listen to like the last 10 seconds of carousel and how it transitions to sicko mode is super sick that's exactly what we're about to do check it out here's how it sounds Within the first five seconds of Drake being on the track, he's already like locked down his signature sound. He's like, <laughs> well, I'm going to say Astro. Nailed it. All right. Scorpion. Big Scorpion out this summer. All right. Astro. Right. That's this album. And then he's like, yeah. Because <laughs> that is signature Drake sound. He's like, what's my ad lib? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think there's, there's something to be said that Drake can show up on someone else's album and just prove yet again he's the king of pop rap. Yeah, like, just, there's there's nothing this guy can't jump onto and and not turn into just like a fire verse. Yeah, it's incredible, and he sounds like a little he sounds like a little bitch most of the time too. But this makes him sound like oh shit, we got the fucking goat on this album. <laughs> what is 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 uh, I took half a Zan? Is that on this song? That's the last part, but, and that is instantly. <laughs> the best quote ever <laughs> so because because homeboy is using xanax as prescribed <laughs> as prescribed half a zan he's like i took half a zan and it calmed me down and i slept over my intercontinental <laughs> flight <laughs> over the ocean and, and then shit dog <laughs> it's like wait what fucking like you know little whatever the fuck his name is probably some guy named little zan is like i take 16 zan a day <laughs> 
what the fuck? And it's like, okay, uh, Drake doesn't Turns need- out all you got to do is take it once, and it's going to put you to sleep yeah, if you, take, you use it as prescribed. Take half a Xan, it actually works out really well. Um, Maybe all that baby mama drama isn't that bad, because he's only taking half a Xan, and he's using it as written. <laughs> uh, this is This song is like the perfect example, like, if if you if you have to put out and tell like explain to somebody like what's what's the Travis Scott sound all about and it's like oh let me show you because we're about to get three or four songs in one yeah I strongly like we cannot we can't play the whole song uh, unfortunately but because of feds yeah well also <laughs> the just, feds taking pictures uh, shout out Khaled I think it's worth I think it's worth if you want to listen to just one song, if there's one song on this album that you want to listen to, I would say that one song should be Sicko Mode. I mean, you're probably not going to be able to avoid it if you live anywhere where music gets played at you. Right. Because uh, what is the other, what's the other uh, great line that Drake has in this? It's not, I took half Zan, it's I prefer checks over my stripes. Yeah. What does checks that even over mean? over stripes. What does that That's mean? That's what we like. Yeah. Uh, he's saying, I like Nike checks over Adidas stripes. It's it's oh. basically like a subtle dig at at Kanye. Oh, okay, but also okay. just I like he's signed with Nike. Over stri- I thought he was talking about like checks like money. And I was like, what are stripes? What what <laughs> what is this lingo? I don't understand what stripes. Like he likes checks made enough over money for stripes over being whipped or I don't checks no. over stripes. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Oh, so that explains why I saw Noel Olson using checks over stripes because he's a Nike athlete. All right. Now I'm you brought it in the fitness and now it makes sense. I'm putting it all together. (laughs) I'm putting it all together. Yeah. I strongly suggest listening to sicko mode because uh, Travis Scott does this very fucking cool thing, which is almost literally in the middle of one of a verse. Like uh, Drake is basically doing, it sounds like he's starting another like eight bar Mm -hmm. and right in the middle of him, like getting kicked off. Travis is like, and that's enough. And it just hits the button. He's like, bump, it's my bump, turn. Bump, bump. Yeah, it's it's really fucking cool. It's a it's a very that's why I think if you're gonna listen to one song on this album, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's tough to instantly, say. It's probably gonna be this one. And the other thing I like about that transition is like it's a hard it's a hard transition. And it slaps right. So you have this like this like thing that's mounting with drake and you're like oh shit this this is what i've been waiting for like we're three tracks in and like this is going to be the banger and then it gets canceled and instantly <laughs> instantly travis scott hops on and he's like i made this on i made this right here while i had all the ice on in the booth <laughs> that's his first that's his first line and then he like does his best form of rapping that i think i've i've ever heard it is travis scott rapping at his very best because I'm pretty sure Aubrey he saw wrote for him or something. Or? I'm pretty sure he saw like Drake was on the track, Sway Lee was on the track. There's one other guy on it, and he like just knew. He's like, I got, I got to bring it. I got to do my Laflame best here. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's Travis Scott's real name? Jacques. Yeah, you could just imagine him like he's like, all right, guys, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go freshen up real quick, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna lay down some sick beats, sick tracks, and he like walks over to the bathroom and he turns on the water and he's like. Okay, Jacques, you can do this. <laughs> You're a rapper. You're a rapper, Jacques. You're a real rapper. And so what if Drake is here? It's a fine. It's not a big deal. You can do this, Jacques. Sacre bleu. <laughs> I took half a Zan 13 hours till I write. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but he does it's a great song. He does a great job. Um, and I really, really like the Sway Lee fe- uh, feature here. Um which is which is good for Sway Lee because he kind of lost me as a fan. I mean, it doesn't matter to him, but when Shrim Life Three came out this year, or whatever the fuck they want to call it, the triple album from him and his his brother, uh, what's his brother's name? Slim Jimmy, Slim Jimmy and Sway Lee. The first two albums, the first one's like a classic, right? It had like no type on it, no flex zone. Uh, what whatever. No flex zone. That yeah. one. They had all those on there. There was like as a album filled with bangers made by mike will um and 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 uh ear drummers fire second album pretty okay but we got black beetles out of it and that was like a social phenomenon and then shrim life three comes out and uh i wanted to burn it it's a it's a digital album and i can't actually set it on fire but God, if I had a physical copy of that, I would burn every every inch of it. See, it's interesting because when you start talking about 
a guy named Sway Lee and his brother Slim Jimmy, I'm like, you're making this shit up. You're fucking, you're <laughs> taking me for a ride. Because I swear to God, I've never heard of either of these people. It's amazing. I've heard of Mike Lee. Mike Lee. That's Bella Summers. <laughs> that's Mike Will. There you go. <laughs> Mike Will made it. So I don't even know. I've heard of Mike Lee. <laughs> Mike Lee is. Uh, sounds like a is backup Mike Lee stunt a CrossFit or, coach. I think Mike Lee is a CrossFit coach. Um, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Next song. Uh, so the next one for me, R.I.P. Screw is super sick, but I, I don't think we need to talk about it. Stop Trying to Be God is definitely probably the second cut from this album that you have to listen to. Yeah, I would say I would agree with that. I think Stop Trying to Be God is is if you if you liked sicko mode and you're like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to listen to the whole album. You're probably going to want to listen to Stop Trying to Be God. And it sounds something like this. I really like this song. It to me vibes like um Kid Cudi meets uh like M83. It's like this weird like mm. reverb kind of like a downer like vibe to it but not like a super downer message. Mm-hmm. It's just I I I dig it. I hey, like I, the song a lot. So I dig it too. Um Obviously, because it has the Kid Cudi hums in it. Hmm. Is that Kid Cudi hmm. in there? Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, it sounds like a Kid it's Cudi like song. Travis Scott's the only person that would pull Kid Cudi onto an album just to have him hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like a Kanye move, too. It definitely is a Kanye like, move. Hey, we should form a band together. We should call it Kid See Ghosts. And then you can go, hmm, and I can make songs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's a it's uh, a great sound. I'd like to so I'd like to sing or rap or something too. So stop trying to be God is uh super it's just like a great it's like um it just reminds me of like beautiful dark twisted fantasy, the way like it's constructed and like what it probably aspires to be. Uh but that's that's also like the main complaint. Not for me, because I fully understand why I like Travis Scott. For people on the outside, I feel like, or just are listening to this as casual listeners, they're like, I don't get the message. What's the message here? Like, stop trying to be God. I don't get it. And that's because Travis Scott doesn't fucking get it either. I suspect. <laughs> He's just like, hmm, I got this dope idea for a song. Well, that's just not your needs, job. Needs some, stop like, trying to be God. <laughs> He's like, I need some like grandiose idea. And he's like, I got it. I'm going to talk about God. And I'm going to, that's it. <laughs> it's like, what's what's the... What's the what's the meaning behind it? He's like, mm-hmm. sounds cool though, doesn't it? And they're like, yeah, it does. Let's just go with it. Yeah, I got Kid Cudi that's gonna hum on it later too. <laughs> I think is it. Um, there's a couple. There's a there's a few lyrics that stuck out to me over the course of the album. One of them was the or a couple of them came from Drake on Sicko Mode. One of them was I think it's on Stop Trying to Be God, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Where he says, um. I something like I I play like I not like I got it but like I want it or something like that. I can't remember if that's on this song. But either way, mm-hmm. uh it the the lyrical content is like it's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a couple moments in there where you're like, "All right, cool. If I just took this sentence and like removed it from the context, it might make a little bit of sense in like a <laughs> motivational way." Um but I think I think that might actually be part of what makes it so good because he says stuff. It's, it's like, it's like lyrically interesting in the way chicken soup for the teenage soul is interesting. Right. It's just like this broad ass shit mm-hmm. that applies to everybody. And yeah. it's, it's narrow enough that you can be like, wow, I relate. And it's broad enough that everyone can just like map whatever they're feeling at the moment onto it. And it's like, stop trying to be God. Yeah, man. Fuck. 
you're not my boss like what the fuck stop <laughs> trying to be god or like you know it's like you can you can just like map you can like map your own shit onto it really easily and just ignore everything else around it that like he's trying to give context into it so what you're saying is like travis scott creates horoscopes for songs that's exactly that's right that's right he creates horoscopes for lyrics he's like stop trying to be god you're just working too hard. <laughs> you will meet a beautiful stranger. There is luck in your life. Tomorrow will be a great day and the sun will shine upon you. That's right. That's right. Unless you're in Seattle. Take more risks. <laughs> the sun always comes out. Like <laughs> Oh, that, that actually works. Uh, and the other thing that makes this a banger is that we have Stevie Wonder on harmonica. Come is into that the that is? To the last fourth of the song. Yeah, it's a Stevie Wonder feature. That's so fucking legit. <laughs> I am ninety eight percent sure he has no idea that he's a part of. <laughs> <laughs> That's First, rude. Because That's he rude. can't see. That is so rude. Second, because I don't think he would listen to Travis Scott. <laughs> he's like, oh hey, nice to meet you, Travis. My name is Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to introdu- introduce yourself to Steve Wonder as Jacques. There's no way you're going to be like, I'm Laflame. <laughs> what? I've been told to stay away from those. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a really good track. And I think if I was going to put together like the four songs on this album that I think uh, really uh, show off what this album does, this this w- this along with Sicko Mode and maybe Stargazing would be on that on that Mount Rushmore of of astroworld tracks that's a really strange phrase mount rushmore of astroworld tracks it's like i'm talking about the greatest of all time on this one album that's only 17 tracks long so really just like if you had to listen to a quarter of it here's the quarter to listen to nothing matters honestly so uh what's the next track you want to the talk about? next track for me uh is skeletons and then wake up so i kind of want to talk about skeletons and wake up together back to back. Okay. Just together. Like, we don't even have to listen to both. Honestly, if we have to listen to one, let's listen to Wake Up. Okay, so let's listen to Wake Up off of Astroworld. love that guitar yeah yeah so what what's cool about skeletons and wake up and them being um back to back like so is well honestly skeletons is pretty cool because are you are you familiar with the group tame impala yes like have you listened to them so they're their homeboy like the main guy from that group uh and i've only ever really listened to their last album that they put out too which was what like and eventually uh I had some other songs on there that I listened to. Not important. But they have their own signature sound. And if you put on Skeletons, Skeletons sounds like it could easily be from a Tame Impala track. A Tame Impala song. Like, just remove Travis Scott rapping over top of it, and then you have a Tame Impala song. Skeletons has the piano in it, right? Um, Is it piano? I believe so. I'm not 100% sure. Um, That's the thing. Like, when I first heard the album, Skeletons was, like, my... like second favorite song oh wow and wake up was like way down on the list really and now after listening to it what probably six six seven times wake up is like easily one of my favorite tracks because he does so the the thing that i remember about wake up and i'm gonna try and prove this right now so i might be completely wrong i might be remembering this totally differently because again when you listen to the album it just sounds like tracks end and start it Mm -hmm. might be in the middle of the song but if i remember correctly the transition from skeletons to wake up is really cool. The same way that the transitions from yeah. carousel to sickle mode is. And it sounds something like this. This is the transition from the end of skeletons to the beginning of wake up. It 
it kind of like reverbs into like it, it like yeah. kind of stops and then echoes and echoes and echoes and it just like gets into the so it feels like he's like uh he's like setting you up in a way the yeah first few songs you listen to you're like oh cool like he just kind of switches tracks in the middle of it and then you listen to when he actually does switch tracks and you're like oh fuck this sounds exactly like it would if this was all just one song yeah yeah, and that and that's the thing about like like skeletons. The other thing it shares with Wake Up is that it has a weekend feature. Um, but the thing is, thing about uh, the weekend on skeletons versus him on on Wake Up is like skeletons is like a very dreary, um, kind of not like showy, like typical um, weekend performance that we like come to expect whenever he's on a track with with Travis Scott. Um, it just kind of sounds like a weekend that's not trying too hard. He's just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll do this. Whereas on Wake Up, he's just like, he just gets to bounce against that like acoustic guitar and it's upbeat and it's like kind of like bright. Um, and it's like skeletons is like maybe referencing that you're either dead or you're asleep and it's like slow. And then Wake Up's just high pitch, um, just a little bit more lively. And it's like, wake up. That's the whole point of it. And it's just kind of refreshing. It sticks out uh amongst all the other tracks on this album yeah there's there's very few times especially these days i feel like a lot of rap and hip-hop is becoming uh very shiny produced mm-hmm. like everything sounds so perfect like i just think of you know all these productions where it's like a fuck ton of instruments all of them are synthesized every one of them sounds perfect and uh even if it's like put on I think it's a really interesting direction to go in to have like this almost strangely like dissonant out of tune acoustic guitar as like the base of your beat, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I think it's a, I think it's a great sound. Like that was one thing that immediately stuck out. I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. Like there's an acoustic on this. Yeah. On this I mean, that's just a pairing that works really well. If you have like a strong singing voice, like weekend or Frank ocean on a track, like get rid of the drums and just pair it pair it with a guitar it's gonna like fucking stand out and blow people away and i think it does the the only thing that could be better about wake up is the lackluster complete shit lyrics i mean they don't fucking matter pussy's so good i don't want to wake up i don't want to wake up i don't even know what that means <sighs> I, don't, I don't get it it's like I know, I know. The weekend can write better than what <laughs> what is presented on this track. So I guarantee you, Travis Scott's like, "Yeah, I got your lyrics right here," and it's like on a fucking napkin. <laughs> He's like, "Here," and Abel's like, "Oh, you want the? This is what you know? What? Fuck it. How much are you paying me again? Okay, I'm going in." <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, all right. So now we're getting into the back half of the album, and you and I, I think both agree and disagree about the back half of the album a little bit there's one song that we 100 percent agree on which is the last song of the album mm-hmm. but i think between now and then we should probably talk about at least one more track what I, would what I would have, you guess i have two you have two okay but how many do you have i was gonna say uh we can probably just get away with listening to five percent tint and maybe one more song okay. and then walk walk out yeah with coffee bean five 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 percent tent has to happen yes because, it, again, if I was going to do a Mount Rushmore of this 16, 17-track album, 5% would definitely be on there. And here's what that sounds like. Who's that creeping through my window? Come outside, I got the info. Took it to the end zone from the end zone. No, I love to smoke, you love to lick more. Wanna hit the jack, then what you call for? This song's fucking great. <laughs> I believe you would say this song slaps. The song does slap. It does it slap indeed. Hard. Yeah. Um. And back to like the whole whole album sounding like an amusement park. This song is a fucking like. This is like the horror, the horror ride, roller coaster that's in the back of the park that like is built on wood and like shitty rusted bolts, and like ends with it just going off the tracks into the fire. Dude, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> like it feels like 
and like the laughing the 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 whatever that fucking giggle noise is that's like skeletons that pop up and are like laughing at you as as you're on your way to hell type of deal like it's just, it's incredible but there's a lot of um uh people say that this song's very like Houston derived because it has like a it's it's featuring a goody mob like sample the boom 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 oh, that's from a goody mob song boom yeah yeah what uh, song I don't fucking know because I'm not familiar with Goody Mob, but there's only one Goody Mob, Goody Mob song that I know. Sky high, <laughs> sky high. Yeah, that song's fucking great. We, we are not, we are not the experts on on Goody Mob or no. Southern rap. Like no. as far as I go is like Bun B and Pimp C. Fair enough. And I barely know enough about them. I prefer Dicky D. Yeah, I don't know. Or Dickie Electric D. E. You're just making stuff up now. Uh, Philly F. Yeah, please stop. Yeah, Great G. <laughs> Anyways. Five percent high jinx H. It's uh, <laughs> it's a it it slaps, slaps yeah. hard. It's a it's really good. There it it is interesting to me this like this triplet in the middle of the album. Skeletons wake up five percent tint. All sort of turned down the electronic vibe from like the the very um sterile electronic vibe that can happen when everything's like super overproduced. Yeah, yeah. And turns it into like okay, well let's just use. Out, like instruments that actually exist like there's kind of like this guitar thing going on or piano thing going on in skeletons there's the um the guitar in wake up there's the piano in five percent ten it's just like it kind of makes it feel very organic and uh it sets off a really fucking cool vibe like five percent tint i feel like he needs to he needs to start passing that beat around to a bunch of other people <laughs> so they can rap better on it but <laughs> It's really, it's still a really good song. I don't yeah. know. I think he does a good job. I don't think anyone else could float over that beat as well, except maybe Fuge. Just give it to Drake. No. He'll figure it out. No, he, no. Drake could figure it out. No, he'd be like, he'd be all types of fake sad on it. Yeah, I took half of Zan because I was sad, but then we landed and I was okay. Five um, percent <laughs> tent gotta listen to it if you don't listen to it you're missing out on a big part of this whole album yeah. and what makes it good um for me the next cut and uh you may disagree but astro thunder i think is just completely phenomenal and overlooked okay we can listen to astro thunder let's do that astro thunder off of astro world astro thunder <laughs> baseline's so good how doom, doom, how doom. how can that not be a top cut for doom, everybody doom, 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 doom. how can you listen to that and i'm a sucker for all of it the the mumbling before he starts the verse the yeah <laughs> that's there for no reason the, the like, high pitch is that that noise uh the bump 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 like yeah it's just, good it comes together really, echoey. really well it sounds like there's just multiple layers this is one of those songs that uh stuck with me but I didn't. I didn't recognize the fact that it was its own song. I just oh. thought it was part of another song. That's why you're, you're like Astro Thunder, and I was like, "All right, whatever." And play. And I was like, "Oh, sick! I love this one." I just thought it was part of another song that showed up. Yeah, for sure. Like Astro Thunder is like, hmm, it's what I imagine the rug from the Big Lebowski feeling like, and that's why it was so important that he got that rug back because it tied the room together. Astro Thunder is that rug, and I just like if it was a rug, I would lay down in it and roll. And envelop myself in it, and it's all of its texture like, and sound and smoothness. Do a little like uh, snow a little angel, bit of, like rug like angel. A rug angel on it. Ugh. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that's really cool about Astro Thunder is that um, it has Thundercat as the main uh, producer put together of 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 that track. Uh, do you know who Thunder Thundercat is? Of course, I don't know who Thundercat is, Chase. All right, well. I mean, as somebody somebody that likes Kendrick Lamar, then you should go and listen to his album Drunk. I was going to say it sounds like a Kendrick Lamar song. 
Okay, that's because he's a big fan of <laughs> of Thundercat. Thundercat's like just uh, makes incredible beats and and sounds and just kind of pushes the genre. And for that reason, he's kind of like he's almost kind of like uh, fucking Death Grips, where it's like this is hip hop, this too is hip hop, but we're not going to include them, and they're not allowed to sit with us. Interesting, because it's just like they're so different that they're not. Not, not included in the conversation and overlooked by a lot of people. And it's like an acquired taste. Like, I can't listen to a Thundercat album from front to back. Like, I can go in and listen to a song because it, like, piqued my curiosity. And then after that, I'm like, that's too much of that because I, this is creating too much dissonance in my brain. That's kind of how I felt about Death Grips. Yeah, well, Death Grips is totally understandable. I think you'll relate a little bit more to Thundercat. Thundercat's, like, a lot better just to put on and and be doing, like, yard work as you as you so mentioned that you do that dad life dad life uh so it has that but then it also has an unlikely like feature and contributor and that's john mayer john mayer the homie john mayer big dick john mayer big dick energy john mayer himself is uh is uh listed in the in the linear notes of this of this track um and i think they just brought those two together with travis scott kind of being the you know the the colonel of the ship and like the ringleader the ringleader um to create something super cool and funky that just exists on the back half of this album i agree that's a really good track and uh you know way way more about it than i ever ass thunder that's right uh and then i think we should talk about the last track for sure coffee bean which is well it sounds something like this So is it cool that um, Travis Scott just basically stole a Kid See Ghost song and put it onto this album? I don't. I don't feel like it's a Kid See Ghost song. I it, feel like it's Saint Pablo, but for Astro World. You think so? For sure. I I feel like this song is a it's, Kanye West Kid Cudi song, and Travis Scott was like either being like, you know what, guys, I love that sound. I'm gonna make that sound, <laughs> or he was just like. Fuck it, Kid Seagulls did great. Might as well just throw this on there. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. I, I didn't see the comparisons. I to feel Kid like the beat's the exact same. You could be like, Kid Seagulls sometimes. Kid Seagulls. Maybe. Get it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Kid okay. I don't know. Well, go ahead. So, tell me. Tell for, me for about me, this. For song. me, it just sounds like it. It just sounds like uh, a Saint Pablo. It sounds like. Um, just basically what Ye does at the end of most of his albums where he's like State, All of, right. the State of the Yanian. <laughs> Do you get it? Yes. State of the Yanian. Yes, the State of the Yanian. This is the state of the La Flame. Um it's basically like, oh, here's the persona and the act and and what I'm all about. We rage and we set fire and break shit. Now I'm gonna get personal guys. <laughs> but I, th- I think the reason it doesn't super, super duper work, and I really like this song. I like the the sound and the vibe of it because it probably does sound like a Kanye Kid Cudi song. But the reason it doesn't isn't like a killer song and isn't like on the top of the billboards is because there's like no real substance. Like he briefly mentions his situation with Kylie and the whole thing is like, I'm just bad, bad news because like your your family already said that I was a bad dude. Plus, I'm already a black dude. I'm just bad, bad news. Maybe because... Have you seen the GQ interview with him and Kylie? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they do like uh, like a 20 questions type of deal. I don't think I want to ever see this. It's, it's entertaining as shit. Because you see the like makeup of the relationship right there. And I know you don't probably care, but it's entertaining to just see how little some person can know about the other person that's carrying his child. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's, she's just like, what's the name of our dog? And he's like, uh, Scrappy-Doo. And she's no like, fucking way. He, he, he doesn't say it like that, but he just clearly 
hasn't been present for anything. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> like oh shit! If there's ever been a time where it, like his like wow, I'm not sure if he can read has been <laughs> starred more in a video. <laughs> it is that video. You're like thank God this guy can put together sounds because man. And that might be why they're in such... Uh, I, I don't know if their relationship doesn't exist now, or if they're still together. Or, I don't know how that works. They have a child together. They have a child together, but I don't know if they're together together. Um, because he mentions on here talking about like paying for alimony and talking about um, other, other bullshit that you only have to go through if someone had your kid and now you're not with that person. Um, so I don't know if he's saying these are things that may happen or if he's like, this is currently what's happening or if he's just saying, like, creating a fictional scenario where it hasn't happened. Um, that's the problem with it. Like, if he was just a little more transparent and could communicate better or write better, this song would be a banger. It would have the, like, emotional punch that St. That Pablo has where you're just like, oh, fuck, my boy. My boy, I'm he's so hurting. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I really like the song. To me, it, it's, uh, it just, it's such a great sound. He yeah. like nails that sound and the only way, maybe I'm off, but the only way that I can really describe that sound is Kanye West Kid Cudi. It's like the, the, the instrumentalized vocals. It's the really like, you know, driving beat. It's the like, uh, 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 minor key. It's the, uh, you know, use of the electric piano to kind of like pull in a little bit of like soul. It's just yeah. like all of it comes together and it sounds fucking great. I just I remember listening to it. And I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." I will not argue that it sounds awesome. I, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite cuts. But I'm saying for it to be solidified, one of the best Travis Scott so songs ever. One of the best track. One of the best album ending songs. He would have needed a ghostwriter. He would have needed someone to like take all of the things that he's going through and write it better. Give that track to drake no, let that man be sad because no, it would just be like i'm real sad yeah man let him kid. let jake just be sad like just just ever listen and drake would be like but you're you're gonna stay with her that's that's a bold move why don't you just hide your kid from the world <laughs> <laughs> let's um let's let's start a petition on change.org that all great rap tracks need to send their samples and instrumentals over I, to Drake. I feel like they 100% already do. Um, and he just decides which ones he's going to help. Uh, the other thing, just to get off this album real quick, is there's a little like Instagram post going around where Drake was like, I helped this girl that has uh, some type of terminal illness. And he's like, I made her day. And like everybody's giving him props. But we should not, as the general public... Let that blind us and let let us forget that he hid his child from the world. He had a kid, and he didn't. Do, he probably didn't do half of what he did for that little girl that has a terminal illness for his own child. That's what I'm gonna say. I don't know the ins and outs, but that's fucked up, Drake. Why don't you post a picture of your kid and you being nice to him? <laughs> You're what, so what is, fucking. I'm not letting it go. Why are you being a terrible father? It doesn't fly in my book book <laughs> all right well i guess on that note drake be a better father and uh all right so if we're gonna give people four tracks off this album to listen to what are the four tracks you're gonna give them sicko mode okay five percent <laughs> sicko mode four times <laughs> sicko mode five percent wake up and for me it's gonna be coffee bean I agree. I think I think that those were the five that I would pick as well. I would maybe those four, four. <laughs> so we can still fit a fifth one in. I would maybe, uh, man. I would try and figure out where I could get "Stop Trying to Be God" in there. Maybe <laughs> replacing <laughs> "Wake Up," but or maybe even replacing "Coffee Bean" because "Coffee or Bean" sounds so different than the rest of the album. Completely arbitrary rules, so we can just say, "Here's the five tracks you need to listen to." <laughs> Sicko mode. Stop trying to be God. Five percent. Wake up. Wake up. And coffee bean. And coffee bean. There you go. That's it. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Uh, that was Travis Scott's Astroworld. The Astroworld. Next, the next episode we're doing, we're actually going to do what we said we we're going to do. Damn it. Which is 
we're going to uh, we're going to either songs or an album that the other person has not I'm, ever heard before, which for me is just just gonna be so easy. I can just I can just come at Armin with anything, literally anything, <laughs> and be like, "Have you heard of the Migos?" And I'd be like, "I fucking love Migos breakfast. It's the best. Like but, the eggs, the onions, the peppers, the cheese. It's perfect." No, we're gonna avoid uh rap slash hip-hop for a minute and i'm gonna bring to him an album that he's gonna 100 percent regret not listening to all the times i told him to listen to it yeah i can't wait and uh i'm just gonna fucking blow everyone's minds that's i'm just gonna do spoiler alert metal album coming <laughs> no, it's not a metal album it's not a metal album, but i'm really excited about talking about this album um anyway chase go ahead and plug your stuff bud Boom. I'm at Chase504 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, shoot me your messages about what you want us to talk about, what you want us to review. Unless it's something that I severely disagree with, I will at least have a conversation with you on there about it. Um, and then also hit up Four Ears, uh, that the number four, uh, the letter E, the letter A, the letter R, and then followed by the letter S, and then the word podcast. Uh, on Instagram as well. You can shoot us direct messages on there. We don't post, but eventually we will whenever we both have uh, content slash time slash interest in communicating with all of you. Correct. <laughs> That's right. Just go follow that dead Instagram until one day it, it comes to life. Uh, it's like it's like a it's like a pregnant Instagram. It's just it needs time to gestate before if you, it's born. If you think Drake is a deadbeat dad please message me on four ears, just four ears, not my personal one. And let me know if you think Drake is a deadbeat dad, uh, message chase at his day job at sell No, don't on Instagram. I will not reply. <laughs> just comment on all of sell posts with Drake is a deadbeat dad. And I think all that five of you, <laughs> uh, you can find me at Arm and hammer TV. Uh, where you can just send me whatever messages you want, and most of the time send I respond. Nudes. Don't send nudes, please. Do not. Don't it's do that. Obviously, That's code terrible. for send nudes. No, don't. Jesus <laughs> Christ, don't. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Later.